a perfectly adequate host. Charles McCuck. Dangerous Philip and me, your host, the imaginary nomad himself. Philip, are you kidding? Tonight we're going to talk about indie video games and why they are so special and a little bit more fun to play than your AAA titles. So once, really once Steam came into my life, and not only Steam, but portable Steam, a.k.a. the Nintendo Switch, has really brought indie games to the forefront. Um, before that, you know, it, it was always, you know, kind of side projects and, and harder to get. But Steam and, and the Switch have really brought these indie games right into your home, into your face. And I have been playing a lot more indie games than than the normal, not only because uh, Nintendo kind of only rolls out first-party games every so often, but I've just been drawn to them because they normally have... Uh, normally have... Tones and themes that AAA titles and AAA developers normally don't hit that much, right? You have games like Celeste, which is one of my favorites, that deals with uh, your own depression and anxiety and how you're literally climbing your own emotional mountain as you are climbing a physical mountain in Celeste. And and that 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 is just so poetic and beautiful that you know it stands out as one of those shining stars of not only gaming but just straight up storytelling and, and, and a beautiful piece of art so i love indie games i know not everybody does but i wanted to kind of highlight some of the indie games that you have enjoyed over the years or an indie game that really, you know, resonated heavy with you or even a developer, you know, there's certain developers out there that I follow and everything that they produce has just been gold for me. So Mike, do you, do you play video games? I've heard of a, I've heard of a video game. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I've, I've, I've experienced a video game both in real life and on twitch.tv. Uh, I have seen a game or two here or there. Okay. Uh, I will say that normally I do play uh, kind of bigger studio games. Um, that said, there are a few uh, indie games that like really grabbed me. Um, Undertale and Deltarune by Toby Fox are like, they are like right in the like, if somebody said, hey, yo, Mike. I think I made a game for you. Uh, these are the games. Like they're just, they've got these beautiful, uh, like wholesome story elements while also being like totally absurdist. Like there's a cake uh, that you get as the first item in Undertale uh, and you get a bonus for not eating it uh, the entire game. Like there's just like little special like, Things like that, right? Uh, they're they're also both games that you can play completely passively. Like you don't have to kill a single thing in the entire game, uh, and so like they combine RPG elements with uh, with like a bullet hell uh, in the same like in the same game. And to me, that like that level of like playing with the reality is like really really fun. Um, so those are two of my favorites. They're both by the same guy, uh, Toby Fox. Um, and then I was obsessed with Fall Guys when it came out. 
uh like is that a, it's just so stupid is that an indie game i have no idea i mean i know it's a stupid fun game but yeah so uh fall guys was made by mediatonic uh which is not like a a triple a studio at all uh but like i guess what do you think phil fall guys counts as a as an indie game right one thousand percent okay okay take but that yeah. charles i didn't know i said it no because it showed up free on the playstation network you know yeah when mike mike mentioned a game for him i was like oh man so it's like a rock climbing game with a bunch of like indie music that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) his rock hero is just kidding climb to the beat of aerosmith (laughs) yeah it's it's quop uh the running game uh but for climbing that was a joke just for you bud yeah (laughs) did y'all never play quop no the race game Oh my god! All right, we got we got the some what, Discord. Seriously, what is, what is Quop? It's it's insane. Uh, basically, it's quick you ass control with... someone's you control someone's legs with the Q W O and P keys, and you have to okay. make them run like a race. And it's super fucking hard and really stupid nope. looking. Not, not no. familiar. I. I thought you said WAP. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I played that one. Um, so so Phil said, um, oh, you know, indie games. And I was like, oh, crap, I, I didn't research this. I was like, I don't know any indie games. He's like, I bet you do. And I was like, well, let, let me think. And then I started Googling stuff. Like, I like this. I like, I'm like, oh, I know a ton of indie games. Um, and for me, it started with uh, Alien Hominid, which I remember it was like a Flash game online. It came to consoles later, but it was like a dude or like two people just made it in flash and it's a just a, a bullet hell as mike says you just shoot them up it's a cute alien and you just shoot a bunch of stuff and it was a blast it's co-op good time and it became so popular that i think someone bought it uh one of the studios and then more well and then they, they had a follow-up behemoth had a uh, castle crashers which i think it I became a little castle more mainstream crashers. yeah but i was also also a fan of that it was um like replay replay to try to collect everything and it was just fun and colorful and silly and 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 violent but like cute violence you know and then you just try to get better weapons and just replay it and kind of zone out so that was my first foray and i have a few others that i'm gonna save charles i know that you are an avid gamer you know not only through pc but through PlayStation, and, and sometimes you'll jump on the Xbox. What is there anything that really stands out to you? Because I, I do know that you enjoy your 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 big titles, your AAA titles. But so for for indies, what what has has really caught you by the by the cut? It, it's <laughs> it's <laughs> um, I've hated indie games to be honest until the last year or two, unless I just didn't know they were indie. And here's why: it's because I never thought of big developers versus little developers because i never dove into the world that big it was like hey if you have a, a you know disc on the shelf or a digital download that you know my friends are playing or i see a commercial or some kind of something comes into my zeitgeist that says hey this would be cool for you i'll play it and i may have played some great indie games i had no idea that they weren't right up there with microsoft and bethesda and whatever else right it was just a game that was really really cool and then you know it became 
It fucking became the hipster bullshit thing of, I don't play God of War. I play this indie piece of shit. And it's like, what's, what, what, that's, well, why are we going back to pixels? Why are we going back to 8 bit goddamn graphics? It's horrible. And I thought it was shit and I didn't like it. But in the last couple of years, some cool stuff has come around. And I will say, Phil, between you and the bald guy that does a hundred and some odd something pixels, I don't know. Y'all told me about SteamWorld Heist. Yeah. And you would and not stop talking about SteamWorld Heist. And it is by far the best type of game that I've played of that in a very, very long time. So and that and was I was going to talk about Image Inform because for people that... we, I want you to get a little bit into it, Charles, but let me set up Image Inform real quick. So Image Inform is the developer publisher of SteamWorld. And the cool thing about what they do over there is every time there's a new SteamWorld game, it's a different genre of game. So they're not keeping their, their development team, you know, boxed into anything. And they're kind of keeping them sharp with staying up to date on different styles and different gameplays and all this. So with, you know, they have a tower defense game. They have a roguelike game. They have a, a deck builder game, you know. And, and the cool thing is, is that it's this steampunk post-apocalyptic space world where you're robots, yeah. Like, how fucking great is that? And Are they sexy robots? Well, let me tell you, Tony P. Henderson. Uh, that's a that's, It's all up to your perception of what is sexy or not. But they, they've they kind of gotten such a great niche that um, a, a, a band called Steam Power Giraffe, which is a robot band, has mm -hmm. then made a soundtrack and have been featured in one of these games. But the one that you love the most is called Heist. Now, mm -hmm. can you talk about Heist real quick and what kind of game it is and why you love it so much? No, I was pretty much done with my rant on cool. indie games. So. so what the great <laughs> thing about SteamWorld is, though, all these <laughs> games <laughs> kind of run into each other. So they're telling the story of SteamWorld through all these different games. Now, n none of these stories are connected, but you're getting these vignettes from all around the SteamWorld, which is great yeah. and so smart. I didn't play so, any of the other ones. Uh, but I did know that factor. Uh, I like that strategy action type game, like XCOM, and uh, uh, that's my favorite. You know, the, the XCOM series by far. But then I, I definitely still own uh, Mario and Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle, I think is what it's called. But it's that idea that you can only move certain spaces, use your actions. And, you know, I did hear bill on, on one of the shows talk about it and i was like yeah i'm kind of interested i was talking with phil offline I was like, oh man you would love it and I, actually i think you gifted it to me at christmas or something you phil did. i i did not stop playing that game until i beat it and then there's a ad plus you go through the black hole start over and i went through and I'm like oh phil and i'm like Tom, Tom. I was like yeah I, I didn't finish the game man <laughs> but uh it, <laughs> well it's it, phil yeah <laughs> it's just even right. my kids is easy enough that my younger kids could start learning strategy and okay you can't just run in and do this you've got to figure out where they're going to be and they started learning that at an early age but it just was such a hook because it, it was it's hard to explain that the banter is on point with the characters you want to talk to another character just to see the sometimes stupid shit sometimes poignant shit that they say um the mechanics were really good and i'm like this this is an indie see here's what i don't understand there's so many people like oh this indie thing is great and it's really not and this one is an indie one. I'm like, why are they indie? Why are they not ruling the world? Why are they trying to save it? Because I'm sure some companies tried to swallow them up. I'm not saying they should be swallowed, but you know, 
Yeah, but but you also have to realize that yeah, this is a smaller independent company. You know, you got to look at Blizzard, right? Blizzard was a corporation that got bought out, but sometimes once your mothership yeah, you know, overtakes yeah. your control of your company, things start changing. And a lot of people don't want that to happen sure. to their project. You don't want, you know, someone to come through a big corporation and buy out any show that you're on and then start making changes and demands and firing staff and stuff like that. Now, see, in a so perfect Walmart world, can have, Walmart can take over the Tony P. Oddcast tomorrow as long as they don't <laughs> fire staff. Yeah, um, I'm good like, with it. I, I think Kmart's more. Uh, I'll take it. Um, wow. So, no. Um, I, I saw Steam Powered Giraffe, thanks to you, at DragonCon, and you mentioned, oh, you know the band that does the music for SteamWorld, and I was so excited. I was like, yeah, yeah, totally. I had no idea what it was. Um, I so, can and see I still, through your eyes, with your and eyes. I, <laughs> <laughs> and I still don't quite know what it is. So so, do you just go to their site? Like, where do you get these games? You, you full out basically? buy them, like on Steam so, and yeah, Switch. So, like I said, like Steam is great if you're going to play on the PC, right? You you download your Steam, and then you there's a lot of different indie games and shovelware on on your Steam store. But with the Switch, I mean, all the Steam World games and a lot of the indie games that I've been playing recently are just right there on my Switch because they've done ah, a good gotcha. enough job where they're like, hey, we know we fucked up in the past where we were not letting indie games on here. We want to rectify that and get as many decent and non-decent indie games on here and just give you guys a chance to get your fucking word out. You know, yeah. funny enough, um, I don't remember. I know Bill talked about it, but it might have been um, maybe Klotz also liked it. Uh, 1980X, I I got, I was like, it was the same question. They're like, yo, this is so dope. I was like, I don't know where to get that. Uh, and they're like, dude, it's on, it's on Switch. And yeah, it was. It was super easy. Um, and yeah, it was handheld, like you said. And that was another dope one. I forgot who made it. I have a note pulled up. Uh, High Bit Studios. Uh, and it really, you can beat 1980X in like two hours, you know. But let me tell you, it's it's a, a great, it's like a movie. So for 10 bucks, you know, you get two hours of entertainment. It was well worth it to me. Um, and yeah, it was another one recently yeah. that I got turned on to. And it wasn't a big commitment. I was able to just, get into it enjoy it i had a great time i tried to get some other friends to play it um and then i i moved on so it was a good you know definitely worth the investment yeah i have y'all played doki doki literature club yes that to me is like the <laughs> pinnacle of what a uh like an indie game can do I'm hovering uh, over it, the remove button. You better no, no, save no, no, this no, no, real no, no, quick. No, no, no. Let him finish. Let him. Finish. I will let you so, finish, but that remove button. But, mm. but also, Michael, do not give the. the no, not, of course yeah, not. Okay, good. So, it's a Japanese dating sim. That is insane, and the game mechanics to this game are so crazy, and that like the world building and the lore that happens inside of the game itself is magic. It's, it's like, I can't, I'm so glad Phil that you've played it to back me up on this. Uh, I won't spoil anything uh, about the game except just play it. Like it is Says so weird. 
the guy who's pushing Warrior Nun and Teenage Bounty Hunters. I, I didn't I push just, Warrior Nun. I, I watched Warrior Nun for Naru. Mm, and Tony know, backed me up. Teenage Bounty Hunters fucked good. Yeah, this is good. Um, is mm. is is Doki Doki literally is that the one Dennis was streaming for a while? Or is that a different no, Dennis? his dream daddy? No, 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 no. First off, we were doing botch love, which we were doing a bunch of different dating sims. Gotcha. <laughs> we did we did stream daddies. I mean cream daddies. I mean mm, that was such a wonderful game, by the way. Dream daddies was beautiful. Uh but we, yes, we did we did Doki Doki. Um which normally takes people one to two streams. It took us three streams to get to the end of it. Um, and it's fucking insane. It's, it's a so fucking good. insane. So, oh, it's so I can't, good. And- I, I, I can't keep up with all these weird dating games. Uh, uh, yeah, I was just going to say, Swanee and Emily said there's a Dream Daddy comic. So maybe for your, your next birthday, Charles. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, in, if you want to borrow Indy- it, you can, Charles. <laughs> an indie the, game some of that... the page is thick, but it's not a big deal. Like... <laughs> it's come. Oh. Yeah, it's not what you uh... were thinking, Tony. It seemed. Yeah, well, he never uh... takes me to the Waffle House to read, oh. Tony. What am I supposed no, right. to Get on a play. Come on. Let's go. I got Tonight. five guys once. That's it. Um, so uh, an indie game that I, I disliked but liked. And I, I think at the end of the day, I like, although I didn't enjoy playing it, was Night in the Woods. Um, it was it's it's Is like that the cat, cat one. Yes. Okay, I watched. And play that, yeah. I tried to I tried to stream it. It's like a ten hour game. It took me like eight months to stream because I kept getting bored and lost, and I can't concentrate and stream at the same time. And then you got to find these like ghosts, and I couldn't find the ghosts. But anyway, it's this teenage cat girl. Um, who kind of drops out of college and is going through some things and that's it. It's it's she's going through some stuff and you go through the little city and, and it's basically just a story game and the story's great and it, it's good, but just trying to stream it, I did not have a good time. So I, 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 I kind of feel, I almost feel bad that I like spoke bad about it because in retrospect, I like it, but man, during the stream, it was a struggle and then um, come to find out, like the designer, I think, like passed away recently at a young because age. Because you didn't like the game, Tony. Maybe that's why I feel bad. Um, Jeez, Tony. But no, I, I, I liked it. It was uh, apparently it's made by Finji, I think. Finji Games? I don't know. But anyway. I mean, Night here's in the, the woods. thing. The I cat don't girl. think it matters to the quality of the game if you're indie or Mega Powerhouse. There's so many Mega Powerhouse games that just suck. Uh, as much as I do love Nintendo, and there's no way Phil would ever discuss my dislike of the certain mechanics Nintendo does, because I think you love all Nintendo stuff. I don't know, but there's certain things like fucking Nintendo. The way they do this fucking control in this way, I hate it. But I like it, but it doesn't mean they, they knock it out of the park every single time. And same with indie games. You know, Not every indie game is going to be bad or good, but... That's why I like. That's why I like when you guys are, oh try this game, like SeaWorld Heist. I'm like, all right, I've already heard good things about it, and I jumped in and loved it. You know, and had the you not I said like, it was an indie game, I wouldn't have known. The thing I like about indie games for that reason is that like it's fifteen, it's twenty dollars. Like 
on yeah. Steam sale, it's like six bucks to try it. And if it sucks, like you're out six bucks and you helped like a small company keep doing what they do. Like, I love that. Yeah. Uh, I hate when I buy a triple A title and it sucks and yeah. I spent $60 on it or $70 next year. Right? Borderlands like, 3? Uh, yeah. $100. Yeah, $100. <laughs> I, I was uh, literally going to say the same thing because it really helps, you know, 1980X. Hey, I heard this was cool. All right. I can risk 10 bucks. Right. And if it's not cool, like, all right, well, you know, no harm, no foul. Um, and so it's just way more easier. Thanks for joining us late, Kurt. Uh, it's just way more easier to to try something out, you know, when it's indie game price. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard. That's why I don't buy a ton of games until I beat them. Like, it's. It's it's a a triple A title is a, a damn investment, yeah. you know. And I don't yeah. I don't even have kids. Like I all my money goes to me, and I'm like, yo, I don't know, man. Seventy bucks. That's like, yeah. that's right. That's a that's a long way to go for something that may or may not be fun. No, a hundred percent. And um, I agree with with everybody. You know, Mike, <laughs> Mike. There's there's been many times where I've bought indie games where it's just like you know what it's just not for me you know I I was doing horror streams for a while horror and indie game development teams go hand in hand because they a lot really of, do a lot of these bigger publishing companies don't want to take the risk in going into the horror genre because you either make it or it's a disaster but with these indie games you know it's easier to to go down that path because what do you have to lose now not all of them have been great and even on stream tony i was playing uh, layers of fear which is apparently a high praised horror game it just wasn't doing it for me and i just at the end of that stream i was like i'm sorry that was boring as shit and i hated every minute of it <laughs> but we'll find something new next week but at the same time, I still supported a small independent company who hopefully, you know, will spend that money on uh, lessons on how to write a horror and uh, build suspense and dread. But you look at, you know, people like Red Barrel who are doing Outlast. Outlast is an independent game company, and it's one of the most terrifying fucking games. Outlast 2 is fucking terrifying. But, you know... That's now their niche. They are now known as the horror people and have gotten, you know, they've been risen upon by by bigger bigger praise because their games are great, you know. You have these indie games that start out small and then at some point they, they make that switch or get picked up by Microsoft because Microsoft loves to buy these indie indie companies and just throw money at them so mm. that they can then get money back off of them. You know, yeah. Minecraft, Cuphead, more games that I can't remember, you know. So so it's interesting. It's a weird balance, you know. Cuphead's Cuphead's a fucking prime example as an indie game. It's beautiful. It's hand drawn, like a 1930s cartoon. Like it's a hand drawn fucking video game. Like if that, it's got 1930s music behind it. Like if that doesn't scream fucking Mike Ellison, I don't know what does. Right? <laughs> it's just so hard. And that's the thing. It's punishingly hard. It's so hard. But it's, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And the fact that it's gorgeous makes it harder because I want to look at it instead of being killed. Yeah. And I can't. You have Home Home releasing <laughs> Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> right? A game on paper. And literally, as I played, was like, okay. But that's by how the I've 
an hour in, I was like, okay, yeah, no, let's cause some mayhem, dude. This is pretty dope. That's how I felt about uh, Goat Simulator when that came out, right? Sure. Uh, By Coffee Stain. Like, that game, uh, okay. And then I did my first goat flip, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, like, think about Microsoft or PlayStation or Bethesda (laughs) pitching the idea of, of... Goat Simulator or or <laughs> Untitled Goose Game. You're a goose uh, that uh, causes chaos. It's not quite shell shaded, but it's kind of ask is I don't know. There's there's Mr. Rogers music playing on a piano behind it. It's wacky, and you would be fired from Bethesda right there out of a cannon into the Chesapeake Bay. Like that's how that would work. So, you know, I just I praise these indie games. So much because over the last couple of years, they've just, they've really have spoken to me a lot. And I've had a more fun playing indie than I have third part, uh, first party video games by, by AAA. Developers. That's awesome. Uh, Bobby Blackwolf. I, I, sorry, Tony. Bobby Blackwolf re- said a recent indie game I enjoyed because of Xbox Game Pass, Hypnospace Outlaw. It's a point and click game that looks like the 1999 World Wide Web. They followed up with X- Xbox Game Pass and Sons of Hidden Gem Indie Games. And then it re- it reminded me that, oh, yeah, my wife loves those Find It games that you can kind of find in Flash form on websites or whatever now, but it's the, the search. And it's hard to find those games because nobody wants to put money into it. But I have the PlayStation Network version, version of the Xbox Game Pass, and we could go and dig in and just find puzzle games. And we played, and they're... They're indie, and I mean, they're somewhat cheesy, but they're so much fun because they flow through the, here, find this stuff, now do this different task, and she loves that. So I just wanted to put out there about the game passes. We'll let you try games that you would not have touched otherwise. Yeah, of course. I was just going to add real quick, I still haven't played Cuphead because I'm literally scared of it. Like, I don't want to get pissed off. I'm like, ah, you know, it may be too much for me. Uh, but one day... Bad. Well, yeah. See, I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. feel bad. Uh, I feel bad the other 23 hours of the day. Like, I don't need... I, now I'm mad at some Cuphead game. Uh, the last one I had on my list that I love, probably my favorite, was uh, Inside by uh, Playdead. It's a little bit older. Mine are, mine are a bit older, but apparently it's still on Switch. Um, yeah, Inside. I don't want to tell you too much about it. But basically, you were a kid trying to break out of like a laboratory, um, and that's all I'm going to say. And it 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 becomes fucking cuckoo bananas. But it's fun. It's a cool kind of sci fi s story. Oh, it looks uh, with a twist. Yeah, it's dope. You might um, actually can play it on your iPhone. It looks like probably yeah, you can. So I'm looking at the site. You got Switch, Steam, GOG, Mac, PS4, uh, Xbox One. Uh, Humble Store and iOS. So just anything that plays a game looks like <laughs> it will play inside. Um, but yeah, that was probably probably my favorite uh, favorite indie game. And it's not Cuphead hard, so it didn't piss me off. And and here's the cool thing um, for people that care is that it's made by the same developer uh, that made Limbo. So if you wow, enjoyed yeah, okay. Limbo, you know, play Dead. Uh, the the company uh, made Limbo. There's there's a bundle pack on Steam, both games for twenty seven bucks. So I also like to point out that it's hilarious that one of Tony's favorite games is called Inside because he hates leaving his house. And 
So you're trying to break out. You're trying to get outside. And the whole time I was like, no, don't, no. (laughs) I was running left. And it was like, no, that's the beginning of the game. You can't do that. You got to go right. Oh, it's a side scroller, by the way. And it was like, go right. And I was like, no, dude, you're going to get outside. No, that's not the name of the game. (laughs) I love that. I I also just want to say thank you that we made it through uh, almost an entire conversation about indie games without talking about Braid. It's true. Which one? I don't know what that is. Uh, it's like oh, anytime is somebody brings up highly games, somebody, some somebody's like, oh, but uh, have you played? Just good at braid? Yeah, it's like braid. It was. It braid. was. I know what I know about braid is it broke through the indie developer shell into get, getting mass attention. And isn't it isn't it a story of dealing with stalking or depression or some some serious topic or no? Is that something else I'm thinking of? Um. I never played it because too many people jumped on the hype wagon. I'm like, I'm out. Fuck mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's like a, Meh. it's a platformer puzzle game. Uh, like, there's a lot of stuff, right? Like, in it. Uh, yeah, it's a, it, there, it's a, there's a bunch of time element to it. You know, it's kind of like a, you go th- almost Metrovania like, where you have to finish a level and then. Once you finish deeper in, you can then go back and then get further in that level that you already beat. So no, you're right. Before um, we wrap, before we wrap up, what's the new game everyone's playing now with the little like cartoon Among Us? Among Us. Ah, what's what's that? Or or you're thinking of uh, Fall oh, Guys? One of the two. Does it look like a Japanese game show or a bunch of dudes in hazmat suits and colored hazmat, hazmat suits? Okay, so that's Among Us. Yeah. Um, the basically, idea is... it's uh, mafia, mafia, but in game in video game. Form. Oh, boo! <laughs> I mean, it it makes it's sense. A in... Five dollar game, right? Yeah, it's a five dollar game. So it's free it's on your free phone. On yeah, and right. it's free on your phone. Correct. Okay, I take it back. Oh, Emily, yes, Emily in chat just said Child of Light is one she's enjoying right now. So I didn't mention it because it's Ubisoft, and I don't know. Like it's Ubisoft Montreal, so I don't know like what the uh, what the feel is on whether that's indie or not. Uh, but like, oh my god, what a beautiful, perfect, wonderful game! We're off the topic now. I just want to hear about good games. Like, okay, cool, yeah. yeah well, we're out game. Of time. No, 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 it's not because Swaffle uh, House time, bitches. Mo- Montreal does Assassin's Creed and Tom Clancy Rainbow Six games. Right. I strike it down. Sorry, Emily. <laughs> but, um, but yes. Uh, it's a good game, just it's uh, it's not considered an indie game. You know, Cryptid the Necromancer or Cadence of Hyrule, you know, those are rhythm game, rhythm-based rogue-like games. And and the cool thing about Cryptid the Necromancer, right? It's it's like I said, it's a rhythm-based game where you have to stay on beat to the music as you go through these dungeons, these dungeon crawlers. It was so popular in Japanese uh, Japan Nintendo offices. Miyamoto just played it over and over and over again. To the point where he was so obsessed where he said, hey, let's contact this development team, this studio, and I want them to have the Zelda IP for their next video game. Right? So so you have Cadence of Hyrule. This is a sequel, which, you know, Crypt is in 8-bit, and you have Cadence of Hyrule, which is in... 16 because you know it's the next game in the series but you know you never know as one of these smaller companies who's actually out there playing your games it could be you know 
Charles complaining about how resolution does matter and I don't want to be here. Or you can have Miyamoto, the you know, one of the shining gods of, of Nintendo, playing your game. So it's awesome. And it's always good to show some love. And today, my show the love is to my my really good friend, Nick's band, Gozer. Um, they are a rock band out of Albany, New York. Um, they they like to play horror rock, hard rock. But but what they are, they've really done for me as a podcaster is a a lot of the shows that I've been on. Um, they have worked with me for theme songs. So um, they've done the botch theme. They've done Space Vikings. They did Breaking the Panel. You know they allow me to use their original music for streaming and. I just want to get their name out there a little bit more. It's Gozer on all social media. It's Gozer underscore music. They have an EP dropping very soon. They just got out of the uh, professional studio. They've been doing it all in their home studios. So now that they're getting into actual engineers that, that know, you know, went to school, even though school's a sham, um, went to <laughs> college for this. Um, I'm excited to kind of highlight them a lot because I love them to death. They're the kindest guys out there. And, uh, I want people to check out their EP. So on all social media, it's Gozer underscore music. They do have a band camp out there. The uh, The band camp only has the Space Vikings theme song right now. Um, but as soon as that EP drops, I'm sure that's going to be the best place to check that out. So Gozer, catch them out, especially if you are the key master or the gatekeeper. <laughs> You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, even though Mike says it's not real, it is. Twitter, <laughs> YouTube, Tinder, fans only, <laughs> farmers only. Um, I'm sure we're on plenty of fish. If you got thinking. your Bible <laughs> at Almost Daily Pod. Anchor, go to Facebook. I mean, uh, to, what's that? Apple. Yeah. iTunes. Leave us a five star review or tell your friends that, hey, you kind of enjoy this show because uh, it's a show about pondering, you know, just a, just a bunch of dudes getting together and having fun. Me, I'm the imaginary nomad. Twitch, Twitter, Instagram with a one. Hey, spoilers, I started streaming again. Yes! What? It's been since February since I turned up the stream, but here I was, tripping through the Mushroom Kingdom as we play Mario 64. So we got halfway through Mario 64 this week. Next week, I hope to complete the game. Um, I normally go live on Tuesdays at 10, 10.30, and, and probably go till about 3 or 4 in the afternoon. Hot chunk of change to, uh, to stream through, and it's a lot of fun. So check that out. Scared Stupid may be coming back. Some spooktacular is going to yes. be coming around. Uh, I've been shopping <laughs> around games to see what I should play. So check that out as well. Hey, I actually said I was going to stream, and I did. So that shows that I'm not a liar. You can check us out tomorrow. What? Wednesday? Yes, at 8 o'clock p.m. over at twitch.tv slash almostdailypod where we're going to be recording these episodes that your dumbass is listening to now. <laughs> so come, join the live chat, join the conversation, tell Charles McFall your favorite Bible quotes. <laughs> Thank you for coming out. We love all of you, and we'll see you tomorrow.